Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Back on the program, it is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. All right, so looking at these uh, two games that we have coming up on Sunday and just a boatload of props to get into. If you shop around, look around at uh, various books, you can find some of the following props we're about to talk about. And we'll run down how they have fared so far throughout the entire season, what numbers should actually look like. Um, you can find <clears throat> right now Mahomes and Burrow, 550 passing yards combined and five touchdowns. That's plus 195. <laughs> now, again, the first time yeah. they played, it was an aerial circus. Yes. And Burrow had 440-plus on his own and four touchdowns in that game. Um, how about Chase to have 100 yards and a touchdown? That's plus 280. Now, if you just go, it's... A small sample size here, his rookie season. But he did that four times this year. Regular season and the playoffs combined. That's 21%. That's it? Yep. That's surprising. That, that, I was stunned. I thought it was going to be like yeah. six, seven, eight times. Not the case. But if you do the translation here, that equals about plus 376. Plus 280 is about 26.3% of the time per my numbers, per the, you know, whatever. Um, and so, it just based on what he did this regular season, it doesn't match up. But again, very small sample size. And I was actually shocked to see he only did it four times. That was weird. Uh, would you look at that anyway? Maybe you could find north of $3 on that? Mm-hmm. How about Mahomes? You also could have a scenario where it's uh, 21-3 Kansas City. And they have to, and they have to throw. Yeah, game flow. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes and Burrow to each have 300 yards passing. That's plus 360. Burrow did that seven times this year. Mahomes only seven times this year. I think everybody just assumes that, you know, Mahomes goes out there and yeah. he throws for 300 yards every single game. Nope. Seven out of uh, 19 games so far. How about the email received about uh, throwing out the Kansas City letdown spot? You just have the crazy win overtime. And, and well, the Bengals are on a free roll. They're here for the first time since 88. Wouldn't they you, ended the thirty-one year drought, but wouldn't by you win in a game? Sorry, like that for the maybe the, your first quarter angle, and maybe the first half come out slow. Yeah, because you like the under in the yeah, first half, be, yeah. the first quarter anyway. Every Bengal game we're on the road has gone under. Now first. I will go. I will go back a couple of years ago. We did see this with the Chiefs when they came out and they got 
I mean, they were down 24 nothing to the Texans before they came back and blew them out. <laughs> yes. They were down, you know, what, 17 nothing, I believe, or 17-7 to the Titans the following week before they came back to win that okay, game? Okay, yes. So it happens. They it ha- were down 14 to nothing to Brady in 2019. That's right. That's right. Um, bo- how about this? I thought this would be a Paul Howard special. Both teams to score points in all four quarters is six to one. KC, they've accomplished that five times in the last seven weeks. The Bengals, four weeks in a row. I'm not going to include week 18 against Cleveland. Their starters really didn't play. But six to one, if you like plenty of points, and you can still get plenty of points, obviously, with you know having one of these teams shut out in in one of the quarters. But for all of them to score. It happened in the Chiefs-Bills game. It yep. almost happened in the Tampa 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 Rams game. Right. Tampa was shut out in the second quarter. And, by the way, again, to mm. refresh people here, the Bengals only scored 19 points against the Titans. They did it. They scored every single yep. quarter. Both teams score in all four quarters, 6-1. Yep. to one. I'm, I'm on board. Okay. Why not? Sure. Mahomes, two yep. passing. This is tough. But yeah, two passing touchdowns in each half, six to one. Uh, no, no thanks. They did it last week, but that think about what had to happen. Uh, yeah, because I had that. I had both teams two touchdowns. Uh, excuse me, each team with two touchdowns, passing and rushing in each half. It was like thirty to one, okay. twenty-eight to one. I had I needed one more rushing touchdown out of the Bills. Okay, but that I mean that was DOA. You had to have the craziness in the final two minutes. You did. Though. Yep. I mean, that's just that's very hard to get. Uh, McKinnon, 100 yards rushing and one touchdown, plus 850. And Mixon to score a touchdown in each half is also plus 850. Now, the that 40, should be higher. Yeah, I think. Well, the, not, the McKinnon thing, too, right? Yeah. Because I don't yeah. – <clears throat> I would actually look into McKinnon receiving yards again this week. He got there last week against the Bills, but I think Allaire is actually – when he's been healthy here down the stretch, he's looked pretty good. Uh, in the 49ers-Rams game – Debo to have 50 yards rushing and 50 yards receiving. Anybody want to guess how many times he did that in the same game this year? It's plus 220. He didn't do it one time. Really? But he also never really turned into a true running back until like week 10. But he never reached 50 receiving and rushing once. Uh, Akers basically only played in three games but 100 yards rushing and a touchdown is 5-1. to one. I, We'll see what uh, the boy genius does uh, Sunday. Because I know if this guy was a Patriot, he wouldn't be on the field. Correct. So, with the two huge fumbles Sunday. I don't know how they're going to use him. Does it mean more carries for Michelle or what they're going to do? Interesting from a prop standpoint. He okay. should be in a doghouse. Hey, that's another thing, by the way. Don't you? Michelle has been killed pretty much his entire career. Don't you think Michelle actually looked pretty effective for the Rams? Yeah. I, I don't understand force-feeding Akers the ball. I get it. When healthy, very good. But the fumbles in last, oh, boy. Um, Stafford and Jimmy G to throw for 550 yards passing and five touchdowns. That's five to one. If you go back and look when they played in week 18, they combined for 554 and four touchdowns. But when they played much earlier in the season, it was 425 yards and three scores. Yeah, Stafford was terrible in the Monday night game. Yeah. Terrible. They couldn't do anything in that game. Seven points with three minutes left. Uh, Beckham had two catches in that game, too. Although now that they developed a rapport. And, yeah, uh, right. It's been a different story. Now, one more here on Debo. How about 100 yards receiving and a touchdown for him? That's plus 550. That actually happened three times this year, 
but it has not happened since week seven against Indy. So it happened all from week one against Detroit through week seven against Indy has not happened since. Oh. And they've really, you know, and it makes sense, right? They've really gotten obsessed with running him the ball as a, as a back instead. I thought he had a big game. Uh, okay, he had 95 in week 18. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The 43 yarder that uh, on the final drive. This is Stafford. Two touchdowns in each half is eight to one. Uh, Stafford and Jimmy G, 300 yards each is nine to one. Stafford threw for 300 plus yards this year, eight times. Jimmy G actually pulled it off five times. That's surprising. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Jimmy G for 300 yards and three touchdowns, 10 to one. He did not throw for three touchdowns in a single game this year. Could that be a case again where. I don't want any part of that. If this is a. No. I'm just, hold on a second here. With game flow, if the Rams get out to the 17 nothing lead again, which could happen. Yards, yes, but and three touchdowns? I know. It's, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That should be higher. And again here, both teams to score in all four quarters is 11-1. to one. I went back and looked at all their games into the regular season, the playoffs. hasn't happened very often for either one of these teams. And then if you want to get really nuts on an 80-1 to one shot here, Stafford to throw for 300, Beckham to have 100 yards receiving and Akers 100 yards rushing. That is 80 to 1. Beckham actually did not have 100 yards receiving one time this season. So those, wow. Yeah, those are some of the fun props that you can find if you shop around. How about game flow first quarter there? Both teams to score in the first quarter. Plus 155, the no minus 210 at Bet Rivers. I mean, the Niners could come out again and have a long drive. I know. That's, that's the game plan, too. I mean, I just I ran down how long. In the Monday night game, they had two 90-yard drives. The first one took 11 minutes. And by the way, they did that quite a bit this year where they would go on these super long drives, right? A lot of yards, ton of plays, eating like eight minutes a clock. Didn't they have almost a, was it the Jacksonville game where the first drive of the game basically took the entire first quarter? I think that was the game. I think that was the Jacksonville yeah, game? Good call. I'm going on. I'm going under longest touchdown, 41 and a half to in that game in the NFC game. I think that makes some sense. Not yeah. the AFC. Uh, field goals tricky for 46 and a half. Was do, do we do we get an explanation on Gay? How are you short from 47? Great question. <laughs> How does that happen? By the way, especially when he's been like rock solid this entire year. Yeah. Who was the guy earlier this year who was short from like? Was it, was it one of the Vikings games, or was it Prater? It was Joseph. Joseph was short, and he, wasn't he short from 47 and then nailed I, one with the gun? I think. From, was that the same game? It, that makes some it sense, yeah. yeah. It was like the same yardage, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the longest field goal in the Kansas City games, 47 and a half. <laughs> McPherson does that rolling out of bed. Well, I mean. What he's doing. No problem. <laughs> he'll, he'll try one from 55. Oh, so. Taylor the, will. Yeah, and, and Bucker might have to try one out there as well. He's got a leg on him, too. I think that one actually could go over. But again, are they going to be settling for field goals in that game? Yeah. yeah. But, 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 you know, that actually doesn't really mean settling for a field goal, though. That well, could be end of the half, and you get to the 30, you know, 35-yard line. It's like, okay, there's two seconds left here. What are we going to do? And I was looking, and shame on me, because I didn't even look at this last week, and we saw what happened and transpired in the Chiefs game. But the three-touchdown thing at Bet Rivers, hey, I could see it. This, could have, this game could be drunk Sunday morning, this early game. Uh, afternoon on Chase is 35 to 1. Hill's 25. Kelsey's 30 to 1. Mixon 22 to 1. Higgins Ooh. 55. Ooh. Three touchdowns. I need more. I Mixon actually Almost. could do it, but I want more than 22 to 1. Yeah. 
two touchdowns. Burroughs, 40. Boyd's, 18. Chase, plus 650. Allaire, 9. Higgins, 9. Kelsey Hill, 5-6 to six in that range. Mahomes, 12. Mixon, 5 for two touchdowns at Bet Rivers. Mm, Mahomes, 12, huh? Mm. Two? I, yeah, that's a big ass. That's, run, that's big. Two in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd look at maybe first score of the game, Mahomes, to do it. Yeah, I could see that. Yep. If you miss any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, more NFL bets coming up next, specifically all these coaches that are up for certain gigs. We'll run down those odds for you coming up. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> The Sports Betting Network. The Beast is on tomorrow. Jeff Siegel, Pegasus World Cup Week. First bet's giving you $25 instantly when you sign up. Celebrate the first major horse racing event of the year with First Bet. Visit Beaston.com slash horses to sign up. And if you're a horse racing fan, First Bet's the place for you. Beaston.com slash horses to sign up. For the special Pegasus World Cup offer today. All right, so we got a lot of news. 
a lot of news. Uh, the breaking news, Hackett is taking the Broncos job. Uh-huh. They said, uh, well, we're not going to let you talk to Jacksonville today. We're going to lock you up. I reached out to Lombardi. What are you hearing? What do you say? Because you can bet on this stuff. Maybe Caldwell to Chicago. Quinn and or Flores to the Giants. Dable or Joseph to Miami. That did not go well in Denver for Vance Joseph. Oh, it did not at well, all. What are we doing here? So I'm telling you, come on. I mean, um, and it did not go well for Bulls with the Jets either. But in any event, and then who knows what the Vikings and the Raiders are going to do? And the Vikings just hired their GM, and so did the uh, the Bears. But we finally have one down here. Well, one, the, one the, down, eight to go. I get. I. I. I it, but Saints are up against it. I would think it'd be Dennis Allen, and uh, we'll get to that in a second. Johnny Avello put that up in the crew at DraftKings. Right. Right. With the timing. Okay. Well, when when you get news this early like on a Thursday morning, like we did by Adam Schefter and uh, Tom Pelissaro on Hackett going to the Broncos as their head coach. This, in theory, Paulie, should open up the floodgates here. Yeah. And we're on the air live here for the next hour and 45 minutes. Are you going to be stunned if we have another announcement in that time? I I would not be. Or, you know, in the next couple of hours here this morning, as, you know, Thursday progresses a little bit, I'm not going to be surprised if any of these teams, like, would start to announce who they're going to hire now as their next head coach. Uh, but you look at the next Dolphins head coach, and odds are up at DraftKings, and Brian Dable is the favorite at 4-1. to one. Uh, I would like to give this guy a shot. I love what he's done with the Bills over the last couple of years. Uh, I think, you know, giving him, I would rather take him than a recycled guy, for sure. If not now, when for McDaniels? You're running out of time, right? Well, unless I mean, he... I, mean, Hody's not, I don't think Hody retires anytime soon. How many years do you think he has left? Uh, how long would he have to go to break Shula's record? Does he have Probably to go not, four or five? I, I, yeah. I, forgot the, I forgot the math on that one. But could, could McDaniels want, would, would he be willing to like wait this out for the next, let's say, five years, and then they could hand, hand the baton to him in New England? Would that make sense for him? Nah, it's, he's got to go now. If the Raiders are from the job, I think he has to take it. I, I'm looking at these names right now. I mean, give me Brian Dable over Kellen Moore. And Vance Joseph, oh, I mean, it's not please. even close. Yeah. And I, I don't know what's uh, the enemy. I guess it's not going to happen. My God. I, I mean. With another long postseason run, too, hurts him. He can't get one crack at it. Not one? Vance Joseph? And we recycle like, guys all the time. <laughs> oh, God. And, and give other, you know, I mean, th- this whole thing from a couple of years ago. And now, look, Zach Taylor's the head coach of the Bengals. But he was like the quarterback's coach. Right? And he didn't have, like, a lengthy resume. The enemy's well, in his 50s now. There's he others for a long time. Yeah, well, th- two things here. I don't know what's going to happen with Watson and then with the timing and their $70 million over the cap. That New Orleans job, that's not enticing. It is Either, not. Who would want the Houston job? Cully actually did a pretty good job, and they whacked him. I mean, uh, that guy I, I could, couldn't win that. Cully was drawn dead when he took that gig. I would say this. At least you're going to go to Houston, and maybe they have the quarterback there to make it work. Maybe Davis Mills is going to be turned off. I thought he actually, all things considered, Davis Mills, I thought, had a, a hell of a rookie season. Yeah. Taking in the third round. They also mm-hmm. fought hard and played hard. They did. They hung in there. Yep. I think it's going to be Dable. I think he'll go to Miami. The Raiders, Harbaugh is down to plus 125. It was well, plus it, 175 it, last week. Peterson's on there. McDaniel's 6-1. to one. Dable, Biennemi. I mean, Basachi is your second choice. Well, and, and more news, right, regarding the Michigan Wolverines as, what was it, the defensive coordinator 
moved on yesterday. I believe I have that right. Yeah. Um, I apologize if I don't, but I, th- I think that was the deal where a guy's going to take another job and move along. So it's like the writing could be on the wall here. And I know, again, I think, this, you know, people covering the Wolverines for a living, they've been suggesting for a long time, it doesn't look good that he's coming back. And they're on the ground there, you know, in and around Ann Arbor. So. Well, do they, do they, yes, the reports were he will leave. Michigan thinks he'll take the job if offered, but apparently the Raiders uh, are looking at other people. Uh, Flores is the favorite to be the next Texans head coach, plus 350. Joe Lombardi's 4-1. to one. They might go Josh McCown. This could happen, plus well, 450. I don't know. You figure it out. I, I that, that seems ridiculous to me. But yeah, Mayo, love Mayo. You know, seven to one. McDaniel seven to one. This is for the next. Which team are you this on? This is now? Texans. Texans, Texans now. Yes. Okay. Don't you think Flores should be able to like almost yes pick pick whatever absolutely. job he wants? Yes. Flores or Dan Quinn? Come on. Oh, it's, the guy won eight of his last here? nine games. I, I mean, how how unbearable could he be? You have to live with it. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. Oh, he doesn't now, play well in the sandbox. I mean, well, okay. Yeah, it, it, this, to me, and I know what you said earlier about Hackett, I'd rather take a chance on a guy like Nathaniel Hackett, who could turn out to be a horrible head coach. I don't, we don't, nobody knows at this point, right? I would much rather take him than Dan Quinn. Do they have inside information, the Broncos? I mean, you, you, you think it's... You hire Hackett, you bring over the Green Bay staff, you think you have it here? Well, they'll do it? Come on, buddy. Well, they got the cap space to make it work. Well, come on. You have weapons, you have a good roster. Yeah. The Are they married? Engaged? Well, I don't know. The The girl lives in Boulder? You're bringing in Hackett? You could bring in other guys? The I mean, thought, it's the set up was, right there. The thought was they have enough cap space to actually make it work to bring in Adams as well. Beautiful. Now, they'd have to, you know, what are they? Can they keep Sutton and Judy, too? Uh, probably. They. I, I would think, because the Rodgers thing would have to be a trade, yeah? So then it would have to be picks and probably players. And I think if Green Bay smart, they'd probably want somebody back like Judy in return. I, I don't know who else they would potentially go after or Denver would be willing to give up, but that would make All some right. sense. So there it is up there, the graphic. There's DraftKings with the Texans. Okay. At uh, the Vikings, Bowles is the favorite, followed by Dan Quinn, D'Amico oh. Ryans, Kellen Moore. I wouldn't mind the enemy there. He's 10-1, to 1, but there's a bunch of guys ahead of him. I don't know what they're doing. Bowles was well, Johnny Avello sent it over. Bowles was two to one. Sent that over. God. And now we're looking at Doug Peterson on the list as well. Come on, come on. Uh, who, okay, so it was Bowles followed by who? Did you say for the Vikings? Dan Quinn plus oh, four fifty. Oh no, no, no. Either yeah. one of those guys. No, come on, Minnesota. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Do something different. Last well, Paul Charchi in tomorrow. Yeah. Again, what, what does B, B, what does BNME have to do? How many offensive coordinators have we seen come and go over the years, get a, get a crack at something, and be enemy now? And I get it. He has Mahomes to work with. But they're creative. Um, is it because Nagy went to Chicago and was a disaster? Is that why? After winning Coach of the Year his first time around with the Bears in first year? I don't know. It's, it's so strange to me. Who would you want if you're the Raiders out here? Would you want Harbaugh? Would you want to make that happen? You want me to rank him? You think Bisacci deserves a chance? I wouldn't hire him. No, he did a nice job. A tough situation, but I wouldn't. I know. I'd go be. I'd go be enemy Harbaugh. McDaniel's. Uh, Dable than than McDaniel's. Uh, Remember, they, it did not go well in Denver either for him. Now, I know he's. Oh, with, no, he had no, Kyle no. Orton at quarterback and some. You yeah. know, he didn't exactly have. Uh, but he he wanted. Is he the guy? He's the guy who wanted Tebow. That was him, right? McDaniel's did the Tebow. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds about right. Oh, he God. was probably there in that time frame. Gave up yeah. all those picks for him. It's like, okay, well, the ball's going to get there eventually. Yeah. Also, like, when he first took over in Denver, they, they were successful out of the gates. Yeah. And I remember he was talking specifically about how you, you know, we have what I, basically what he learned under Belichick is, and he was impressive right away with the sound bites, right, saying that we have a game plan, a different game plan to approach a team and to win a game every single week. And it changes based on the opponent. And he sounded smart when he first got there and they were winning games and then it just fell apart for the guy. And you're right, Kyle Orton was the guy. And Tebow would just, you know, but know, that whole thing was so screwy. Yeah, that's how I would rank him, though. But that's, uh, well, how about he, this? he knows what he's doing. But certainly you also had Tom Brady. If, I mean, it's, it's like the O'Brien thing. I mean, O'Brien also had Brady and what he was working with and if won games with Houston, but can't evaluate talent. Here's what I would love to see for the Saints. If they don't go Dennis Allen, I would love to see that team bring in Joe Brady. And then somehow Brady turns out to be a successful coach and just rubs it right in the face of Matt Rule. Sure. Oh, yeah, I'm not good enough to be your OC. Well, it was me, huh, pal? There's something going on there. He can't be this this great offensive mind, and then he doesn't know what he's doing. Of course. I mean, also, look, it was Darnold and, and Walker and Cam Newton. So that had a lot to do with it. Uh-huh. Ben McAdoo, right. And that, that guy, You said it earlier. Absolutely. Mar- Mariota or that Motley crew in Carolina? Give me Mariota. Sure. It, went, it could be a playoff team. Yeah. That personally, I would love to see that happen. And the guy, the guy's like 30, what is he, 31, 32 years old, something like that, Brady? <laughs> Come on. He's going to have a long career in this league or in college, mm-hmm. wherever he pretty much wants to do it. Uh, it's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, Mike Dettelier is going to join the program from WWL in New Orleans. So, who will be the next coach of the Saints? And what's in that same division? What's his prediction in 2022 for Tom Brady? We'll ask Mr. Dettelier coming up next. The Sports Betting Network. Hunt down a win with the Football Showdown Series presented by Amazon Prime Video's Reacher. Play free fantasy football during the playoffs and fight for your share of 20000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Reacher now to get in on the action. Terms and conditions apply. DraftKings.com for details. Love our next guest. Uh, he is tremendous on the NFL and college football. Mike Dettelier joins the program now, covers the Saints, LSU, SEC, the NFL, uh, WWL in New Orleans. Mike, thanks for the time today. How you doing? My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Great it, to be back on. You got it. You got it. We were just kicking this around uh, in the previous segment about the Saints' next coach and the odds on who it's going to be. Well, first of all, like how long ago did you know or did you have an idea that Sean Payton might actually call it quits? Well, those rumors had been around for a little while, but early Monday morning, um, from a couple people, I knew it was serious. Uh, the one thing with Sean, he sort of waffled back and forth, back and forth with it, but you knew eventually it was going to happen. He was not going to be a lifer here in New Orleans, and um, you know, uh, no matter what he's saying, you know, you you understand where he's going to end up. He'll be on television if it's for a year or two, and then he'll be back coaching again uh, in the NFL. But man, thank Sean so much because of what he did here. Mm-hmm. He changed the trajectory 
of a football team that was flat on its back. Uh, you think about 2005 and Hurricane Katrina and this team relocating to San Antonio and then coming back late to, to play at Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. And an owner at that time was talking about leaving. Mm-hmm. And, and Sean came in here uh, and got Drew Brees to sign, and that changed everything about this franchise. And while Jim Mora won here, um, they never won a playoff game. Well, they they had good teams here in New Orleans under Jim, and they had great defense. But they never won anything come playoff time. Think about Sean in 2006, his first year as a coach. They win 10 games, but they get to the NFC Championship game with 29 new players on that squad, an entirely new coaching staff, and I still think that's the best coaching job he ever did. I think it was better than the old nine team that won uh, the Super Bowl championship. So three NFC uh Title games, a Super Bowl title. Sean did one hell of a job here. But you knew eventually it would end. Yeah, yeah. As it always does, eventually it comes to an end. I mean, I think you could probably argue, just top of my head here, Mike, that that season after Hurricane Katrina was maybe the most important season of my lifetime, for sure, going back to any fan base in the entire league and what happened there in, in that city. Yeah, and because it gave this... Area hope, yeah, you know, because there were so many areas that were really devastated by uh, Katrina and the aftermath of the levee breaks and everything else. That you know, it gave you something to take your mind off of the some of the misery that was going on in this area and and some of the cleanup and and because we went through it again this year uh, with Hurricane Ida, and I I think about that this year that. You know, before the season starts, this team had to relocate for four weeks. You know, they were kind of a vagabond team, but they they had gotten used to it. And Sean handled it, and his coaching staff really handled it well. But you knew this was going to be a season of change with no breeze. The injuries really devastated them along the offensive line. No Michael Thomas and probably the worst receiving core in the NFL uh, once he was gone. They won with defense this year. Bottom line, they won with defense, and that's why you got heavy money. <clears throat> you better put it on Dennis Allen being the new coach uh, of this football team. Okay, yeah. He's that pl- was our next question. He's yeah. plus 150. <laughs> yeah, and um, listen, it should be higher than that because all I know is uh, it would it'd be shocking for me to think that he would get passed over for this job. Uh, he came in, in in 2015 to take over for for Ryan uh, when things were sort of falling apart and really transformed his defense. Uh, they gave up the least amount of points in the NFC this year defensively and the fourth least amount in the NFL. Okay, they didn't win on offense. No. Their offense were, at times was lousy. Mm-hmm. It was their defense that was able to kind of hold everything back, and they did a tremendous job. Dennis was a big part of it, and, um, you know, when Sean tested positive for COVID, it was Dennis who was the head coach in that 9 nothing win over the Bucks. 
And so he's got the respect of the players in the locker room. They understand what he's all about. He does have some head coaching experience. Yeah. Not that it was good uh, with the Raiders, but, hell, that list of coaches that were former head coaches with the Raiders, either in Oakland or Las Vegas, has grown pretty lengthy, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so um, I'd be shocked if it wasn't Dennis. Allen as the new head coach. I think they'll talk, certainly talk to Aaron Glenn, who had some time here uh, as an assistant coach in the secondary, was a guy that I think one day, very soon, will be a head coach in the NFL. But I think for now, uh, Dennis Allen's the guy here. Okay. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. He's plus 150 at DraftKings, Aaron Glenn plus 550. What, the, what are they inheriting here? What kind of a rebuilding is it a rebuilding project with the cap issues and what the quarterback situation will be the cap issues the one thing i do give um general manager mickey Loomis and kai harley who's the money guys that they've been pretty creative cap wise and so as much as you're hearing about how much you know they're over the cap i think they'll be able to work that pretty good and get down reasonable now they're not going to have a ton of money to spend in free agency, but we all know what's the biggest need for this football team, and that's at quarterback. If they don't fix that, they're stuck in neutral, uh, bottom line. Uh, first things first, got to get a healthy Michael Thomas back on the football field. Uh, you're a much better team with him uh, than without him, and no matter what, you know, a lot of people here or trade him or whatever, he would cost you over $20 million if you traded him or cut him loose. Come on, for a team that, you know, you kind of juggling the books here, uh, you don't have that luxury. So get him back healthy, and he helps you in the receiving core. But they got to go outside the, the team itself to acquire a quarterback, which means in a trade. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if they picked one via the draft. I think it's going to be a trade for a veteran quarterback. Okay, very good. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mike Dettelier, our guest. WWL in New Orleans. How about in that same division? What is your prediction with Tom Brady? What do you think he does uh, this coming year? Retires? Goes back to Tampa Bay? Something else? I think uh, Tom returns for one more year. Uh, I just think that he's not going to want to end it this way, um, personally. And uh, he takes a look at that NFC South and says, these are the quarterbacks I got to go up against next year. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> you know, uh, now, again, the Saints have had his number. You know, it's unbelievable uh, how well they've played against him uh, defensively. But I think Brady returns for another year uh, there. Uh, I, I just have a gut feeling that that's what's going to happen. He's going to be back, um, and certainly the NFC South. He, Tampa would be the overwhelming favorite uh, coming into the 2022 season. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Without him, man, you talk about a jump ball. <laughs> it would be a major one if he's not in Tampa Bay. Oh, I mean, we, we kicked this around oh. yesterday, Mike. If, if Brady doesn't come back, I mean, maybe eight and nine could win that division next year. Yeah, we'll look at nine and eight this year and look at the Saints. They use four different quarterbacks. Yeah. They, their receiving core, if I take Michael Thomas out, most people got a difficult time naming two other uh, Saints receivers. The tight ends were in the witness protection agency. <laughs> they had, uh, I mean, yeah. you had offensive line uh, injuries to your both your tackles, uh, your center, and your guard. So, and you it finished nine and eight. 
and, and you still had a winning record. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, uh, I pointed out that, that defense and special teams really won for them this year. And I couldn't say that in maybe years past under Coach Payton. Most of the time, it was all about Breeze and them hitting you with the tsunami uh, offensively. But that wasn't the case this year. Found a new way to win. Uh, but yes. they got to solve that quarterback issue. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, Breeze getting out and then Peyton following the year after, uh, he, I think he realizes that, uh, yeah, tough time, but also burned out the way it seems uh, from yesterday's Follow the Money here on VEASAN. Uh, Mike, uh, cool enough to stick around for another segment? Sure. Very cool. A Thank lot you. to get into. Uh, we'll continue here with Mike Detillier. Again, uh, WWL in New Orleans. We can kick around some of these other openings that we have in the NFL. Um, and we want to get his thoughts on the two title games that we have this Sunday. Who does he like in the NFC and the AFC? And uh, tomorrow is a big, big day in the state of Louisiana as uh, a couple of books, including DraftKings, will be opening up. Just how big it's going to be in that state. We'll continue here with Mike Detillier coming up next. Unfollow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> Follow the money. 
on VSEN, the sports betting network. Rolling along here on a Thursday. It is Follow the Money on VSEN. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. As we continue here with uh, Mike Dettelier, kind enough to join us for a second segment, WWL in New Orleans. You told us that you uh, really like Dennis Allen to be the next head coach of the Saints. He's plus 150 at DraftKings right now. Any other openings uh, right now, Mike, in the NFL where you think a coach like would be a good bet right now or a coach would make a perf- you know, perfect sense to be the next guy? Yeah, Brian DeBall in, in Miami. To me, that, that makes a lot of sense. If you're trying to fix your offense, because defensively, they're a really good football team. Uh, man, that to me uh, makes all the sense in the world. And remember, he's got ties to Tua. Uh, because in 2017, he was the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach at Alabama. So I think Brian DeBall, to me, would be a strong, strong favorite uh, for Miami uh, at that particular spot. And the other thing, too, is Brian Flores has got to get another job. I think he did a really good job in Miami. Defensively, they were a tough out. And the way they ended that season uh, with that run, Somebody's got to give him another shot. That wasn't his fault. Yep. Uh, you know of what happened, and it's well documented. He's not the one who wanted Tua Tagovailoa. You know he, you know he wanted Justin Herbert. And uh, listen, when you get in a fight with the general manager, nine out of ten times, uh, GM's going to KO you. So yeah, <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it's New York or Chicago, uh, and most likely I think New York is uh, maybe the best spot for Brian, uh, I think he's got a shot to come in here and, be, and do a really good job. He's a fantastic uh, defensive coach. Do you hear anything on Quinn or Caldwell for any of these jobs? Man, uh I'd be surprised Jerry lets Quinn walk out of that building. <laughs> hmm. I'm just telling you, I'd be really surprised if Dan Quinn gets to walk away. I think Jerry's going to do everything he can to keep Dan Quinn in Dallas. One way or another. Okay. Meaning, you know, if, if he would maybe oh. come real close to getting another job, uh. Uh, somebody might get walked to the guillotine. Oh, oh Okay. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Okay. Are those comments the last couple of weeks have been good too? What do you think of Hackett to Denver and what it could mean for Rodgers? Well, you certainly see it paved the way now. Uh, you know, and, and Hackett has done a really good job there. But now is to connect the dots uh, because it would make all the sense in the world for Aaron to return back to Green Bay next year in 2022. Makes all the sense in the world. Gives him the best chance. Uh, to win a championship uh, with Green Bay. But now that Hackett is in Denver, it also opens up the door of of a possible trade. They got a lot of assets that they could piece together uh, to get Aaron away from Green Bay. And what we don't know, was there a nod, nod, wink, wink type of deal that, hey, listen, I'll come back and play in 2021, but you deal me off. Mm-hmm. And it would be to an AFC team. So, you know, you wouldn't have to see them, but once every four years, unless you play in them uh, in a Super Bowl type situation. So, uh, I think that's an interesting hire by Denver to go for, for Nathan 
and his connection to Aaron Rodgers is going to cause a ton of speculation all across the NFL for the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. I think if something happens, guys, it's going to happen quick. I think very similar to what you saw last year with the Stafford, Goff, draft choices type deal. It'll happen quickly. Mm. Who do you like? Who's going to play in the Super Bowl? Well, give me uh, Joe in the seven points, but I'm going to pick Kansas City. Uh, okay. I think Kansas City wins the game, but, man, I ain't, I ain't betting against Joe. Um, I've been around him uh, <laughs> you know, since he came here at LSU. And that was the one thing with Coach Joe. You never had to worry about chewing out his football team if Joe was there. Joe would do it all himself. Ooh. They almost hung half a hundred on a team one time, but they started out slow. Joe's in the locker room before they open it up to the press. He's chewing their ass out because they didn't play well early. I mean, uh, you know, it was the one thing with Joe, man. He, he he always had an edge to him, and he will. I like Kansas City to win the game, but I'll take those seven points. And I think the Rams finally get the weight off their back, and they beat San Francisco. I know it's six straight times uh-huh. they've lost to them, but I'm going to go here with the Rams. I thought if they were going to lose, uh, it might have been to Tampa. If not, I think they roll this to Super Bowl Sunday. So I think the Rams, Kansas City, uh, play on Super Bowl Sunday. But give me Joe in the seven, and I like the Rams. And, and you'll be ready. Is your, what does this mean to your state that mm-hmm. DraftKings and other books will be opening for business Friday? Well, it's taken a while, and the complication has been that when Louisiana voted in, you know, on offline betting, it gave an opportunity, and here in Louisiana, instead of counties, it's parishes. Not all of them voted it in. So you had to have an apparatus set up that if you're traveling and you go to a parish that does not allow you to gamble, then you can't do it off your your computer or your cell phone. So it, it took a little while to get it done, but there's a lot of money involved here uh, in, in doing that, and it's been the haven. Uh, they've been wanting this for many, many years, and I think it is going to be a, a huge windfall for the casino industry uh, to have it online. Many of them are going to Mississippi to get to gamble. And so Ooh. to be able to do it yeah. online, man, it's it's big in Louisiana. Got a lot of people who want to lose their money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Mike Detillier. And uh, you always do a great job with your draft report as well. Yes. Uh, I know you've been working on that, and you probably work on that, you know, 365 days a year. Any idea when the report's going to be out this year, Mike? It would be, uh, yeah, it would be early April. Early April? Early April. Okay, very good. Yep. Maybe we'll get you on again sometime down the road then, uh, hopefully, and we talk to you about the draft. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate it, Mike, um, and uh, have a good week, okay? Thanks so much, guys. Y'all take care. Thank you. All yep. right. You too. Terrific. There you go. How about that? Dallas. That would be something. Walk the guillotine. Man. Yeah. Yeah, how about so that? got to keep Quinn. That is awesome. Let's go top horse racing plays from Express Bet Editor-in-Chief Jeremy Plonk. Both at Gulfstream Park. I got a horse today, too. Gulfstream Park, race four. He likes the four, mine for passion, three to one. Showed improvement in her third start and is set to notch her first career victory. Win bet, daily double, four, three to our pick in the next race as well. Gulfstream, race five. He likes the three, five to one. Big time jockey upgrade. Best as a turf sprinter. That's what she gets to do in this spot. 
win bet on the great calf, the three, at race five. This weekend is the Pegasus World Cup. You can get great special offers from First Bet and Express Bet on Saturday. Open a new First Bet account with promo code VEGAS25. VEGAS25, you get $25 instantly. Get a $20 cashback promotion if the horse you bet to win the cup finishes second or third. That's great. And the $25,000 in the Gulfstream Park hit and splits on Saturday for top bets like pick fours and pick fives. VEASAN.com slash horses for more info to sign up now. Who's your, you have a horse? Yeah, let's go to Gulfstream in the ninth. Laughing Lass, 10 to 1 on the morning line. First time starter, training like a monster. I got the bug boy on him. I mean, this this thing okay, is... Who, who this, gave you this? Who's putting you on him? He's two for two lifetime. You know him. Two for two lifetime. 10 to 1. 50 to win, 50 to place. Laughing Lass in the ninth today. 10 to 1. The, the person who gave you the horse is two for two? Yes. Uh, and the last one was a nice one. Big shot. Okay. Came in. Right. There we go. So everybody right now on Twitter, all media, including Green Bay Packers media, is saying, let the Rodgers to Bronco speculation begin right now. Sure. Okay. And this is, I mean, this will tell you what I think. I think this is probably a very important tweet here from Adam Schefter. He pointed out once Hackett was scheduled to interview with the Jags today, the Broncos stepped in last night to get a deal done to prevent him from going to Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. That tells you that they're like, okay, we need to connect the dots here and do whatever we can to make a move for potentially getting Aaron Rodgers. We want Hackett so bad, we cannot even allow him to have the phone call. Can't can't allow him to go somewhere else. Uh And so... They put the full-court press on and made it happen. That would make some sense, right? <laughs> it's incredible. Jacksonville wants to talk to him and consider him. They fired him in 2000, I know. whatever it was, four years ago. Right. Because he was the OC. That's... <laughs> he also was dealing with Blake Bortles, but still. Mm-hmm. Horrendous play calling in that AFC title game. Absolutely he, he brutal. Was doing, he was calling the plays. Yep. Run on first down. Run on second down. Oh, it's third and eight. Okay, here comes the blitz. Again, oh, boy. Who, who wants to bring, other than people in that state, who wants Rodgers back? To run it back one more time and have the same exact thing happen yet again. Painful. No thank you. So painful for so many teams this weekend. Tennessee, gut punch. Bills, oh my God, how many beats can you take? Packers, oh God. Mike Palm in studio next. How does the action look so far at Circa, and how is he betting the two title games? The Bet River Sport. The Bet River Sport. The Bet River Sport. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. 
Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.